Is your Shopify store ready for the biggest selling season of the year? Bold Commerce has some of the best apps to use during the holiday season to increase the size of almost all your orders. Maybe you're looking to run store-wide sales with countdown timers. Boom! Bold Discounts will run your scheduled promos with just a few clicks. No coupon codes required. Or maybe you're looking to maximize average order value. You could count on Bold Upsell, Bold Motivator, and Bold Bundles. With Bold Upsell, you can offer product upgrade cross-sales or complimentary products as free gifts. With Bold Bundles, you can boost average order value by bundling a few products or an entire collection so that your customers can mix and match items to get a discount. Hey, when was the last time you made an online purchase and saw a message like, spend 15 more dollars for free shipping? With Bold Motivator, you can do that same thing and more. Offer free shipping, free product, or even a percentage off the entire order. The best part is it's geolocated so it only shows offers in relevant countries. Pick and choose which apps are best for you, or use them all to boost conversion and average order value. With free bold apps for 14 days, there's no excuse not to try and boost your sales this holiday season. To get this special offer as an unofficial Shopify podcast listener, go to boldcommerce.com kurt. That's boldcommerce.com k-u-r-t. Hello and welcome back to the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster. Tech nasty. And I want to revisit a thing I learned about in the summer that I got a little excited about and then I forgot about, truthfully. Uh, and that's this thing that Toby Lutke demoed for us during Shopify Unite. He did a screencast like the guy, Mr. Shopify, the, the founder, did a screencast in which he said, hey, we're going to code up a... Uh, a Shopify store using a, a new technology, a new framework that is, guess what? Not yet available to you. However, as of today, it is available to us. And so I want to learn more about it because I don't, you know, I'm not a developer at my core. I want to, I want to understand this better. I want to know what these tools are. And I think more importantly, this is like the kind of cutting edge stuff that speaks to the future of Shopify and in turn, the future of e-commerce, you know, do I want this thing? I think I want it. Maybe it's just FOMO. But we're going to go full tech nerd in this one, my friends. This episode is for really it, the people are going to say developers and, and major retailers thinking about their store infrastructure. So if you don't, if you feel like you don't get it, that's totally okay too. Uh, but joining me to explain it to me is Ilya Grigoric, principal engineer at Shopify. And he is going to teach us how this tooling works why we're doing it, and uh, give us some insight into Shopify's vision for the future. Well, that sounds cool. Ilya, how you doing? Really well. Thanks for having me here. And yeah, ex- excited to, as you said, nerd out on the technology, but also maybe zoom out a little bit to talk about like why, why are we building this? And, and why did Toby, of all people, have to spend that much time at Unite talking about it? And I, you know what? It, it is a really cool thing to watch, that screencast. Um, so I, I put a link to that in the show notes. It's on YouTube. It is, it's worth visiting. Uh, so, well, as, as long as we're on the topic, I think you, you brought up a good question is zooming out 10,000 foot view here, Shopify, we're looking at the 10,000 foot view is we're looking at Shopify as a platform and it, it needs to be, well, it needs to follow a merchant journey, right? That's what we're going for here. So if I sign up for Shopify, 
it, no code, meaning I grab uh, a theme. It starts with Dawn, which works perfectly well. Uh, and I could put, I can get an entire online store online and I don't have to worry about any of this. I don't have to mess with code. And then as I get more comfortable, I get more sophisticated. My store scales, my needs evolve. Ah, all right, maybe I could, I could buy a theme from the theme store. And now I could start plugging apps and integrations into it. And then I get really sophisticated. Maybe I build a custom theme. And then past that, what's next? Ah, it's, it's these custom solutions, custom storefront, which really it sounds like we're talking about headless. And I don't mean Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, headless is uh, an unfortunate term that I, I think as an industry we should just agree to deprecate because it's, it's, it's meaningless. And I'm with it, you. It's kind of, it, def it, it defines something by negation, right? Like, what is a headless storefront? It's a store that can't sell anything because you don't have any storefronts. Well, that doesn't make any sense. So we went through this phase where we had to decouple our back office from how we present things. And of course, it, but let's fast forward uh, to today. Now we talk about omnichannel, and omnichannel is like yes, there's mobile, yes, there's like your browser experience, the desktop experience, but there's also Facebook, there's Instagram, there's TikTok, there's a, there's mobile apps, there's AR and VR now that we're seeing merchants innovate with, right? So Shopify has been in this game for a long time. We've had these APIs. In fact, we op we operate one of the largest production GraphQL APIs, period, right? Mm. So yeah, it's uh, headless is kind of meaningless in that term. Shopify is headless. Like it allows you to build custom uh, custom channels uh, and deliver them as as simple as like clicking and configuring an app, right? If you want to integrate with Facebook. So that part of the story is, is all fine. I think what we've pivoted towards now as an industry is talking about this concept of composable commerce, where you're bringing in different components from different vendors to put together uh, what, what is supposed to be like the best of breed commercial experience. And I think that's a really nice vision. Um, Shopify plays well with that as well. You can take Shop Shopify GraphQL API, marry it to some other API and, and deliver a solution. The trouble that I see a lot of merchants run into uh, is, and I'm going to invoke a, uh, kind of a, a race car metaphor here, right? Like Please let's do. say you want to build the fastest car yeah, let's let's say you want to build the fastest car possible, right? So like, great, let's go buy an engine from Ferrari, uh, a chassis from this other vendor, uh, wheels from this one, and simple. We just need to put it together and we'll get the F1 racing car. Well, you know, that, it's not quite as simple as that because just the fact that you have the best components doesn't mean that you have the fastest car. The components also have to work really nicely together. And yes, there is a set of engineering teams and F1 pit crews that can pull this off but it's a very small set of people that can actually make this work and make this work like really well. And you need very specialized knowledge. So this is where we, we, this is where Shopify can come in and we can provide that uh, integration between all the components uh, to make it re work really well. And, and one example of that is, is oxygen where a lot of folks that uh, head towards um, composable commerce end up also owning the hosting part of the equation, right? So if you're Shopify, merchant today, you don't have to worry about scaling your store. It just runs. And if you have a flash sale, no big deal, right? Like Shopify will scale that for you. You don't have to carry the pager. You don't have to reason about, do I need to scale my Kubernetes clusters? And how is my ingress and egress going to stand up to this? Do I need a, a CDN uh, and a firewall in front of it? Like that's just there, right? Like you pay uh, for your plan and, and like you don't have to think about it. You outsource that. 
We'd like to do that as well for uh, your custom storefront. So if today that's not possible, right? If you use our GraphQL API, you have to figure out, figure out hosting on your own. And that's what we're trying to solve here. Shopify really should be viewed as this, this hub and spoke model is how I, I have looked at it, where Shopify is the hub. And then these various uh, channels plug into it as spokes, right? I could, uh, whether it's my, my marketplaces, whether it's uh, social media channels, whether the point of sale and then online store was one of those spokes and a in the past if i wanted to i could replace that online store spoke and run and use uh the api graphql but then i'm essentially building a separate a website hosted elsewhere off shopify that then talks to shopify to power this thing right and that is what when people said headless in this context that's what they were referring to you uh, the Royal You have come up with a better solution to that, a better alternative where you could build that. It sounds like you could build that custom storefront and have it on Shopify and it plugs in nicely and beautifully if I want to go this route. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So there's two components here at play. There's hydrogen and oxygen. Uh, and, if, you know, we're, we're very clever with our marketing. Uh, if you combine those two together, it makes liquid. <laughs> uh, uh, I was like hydrogen oxygen it makes water I don't get it liquid okay I got gotcha. you liquid yes yes that's that's the big reveal um, so w- what are those right so hydrogen is a react based framework tailored for uh, delivering dynamic and personalized commerce powered by Shopify and I'll, I'll, I'll pack that in a second oxygen is the runtime that you can push your code to that handles all of the scaling and production uh, of running that store for you, which is what you get today by just running your like liquid templates on an existing Shopify, right? So um, let's talk about hydrogen first. Um, Talking to many merchants, uh, we heard loud and clear that a lot of teams, a lot of merchants were looking at React as a technology stack that they wanted to adopt for a variety of reasons. It's one of the largest uh, frameworks out there. There's a large pool of developers. There's a lot of components. There's, there's an entire thriving ecosystem of um, developers and, and tools around it, right? So um, that's one. Second is we wanted, uh, based on all, all of our experience of working with merchants, and in particular merchants operating at scale and that really want to push the boundaries, we know that uh, from experience that they need commerce to be dynamic, right? They, 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 need, they need to be able to do things like A-B testing at scale, and it has to be fast. And they need to, do, they need to run different campaigns. They have multiple geographies that they need to customize their content for. Um, and all of these things uh, combined are, make it really hard to deliver a performance solution. Right? So there's kind of there's a tension here between I want all these rich, rich capabilities in my storefront, but then I also want it to be super fast. Yeah. And how do you deliver those two? Yes. Yes. All right. I Googled you and you, you worked on the PageSpeed <laughs> project, didn't you? I, I worked on the web platform uh, with, the, with the Chrome team for, for a long time. Uh, yeah. So I, I was also the co-chair of the W3C Web Performance Working Group. So I spent a lot of time thinking about web performance, right? And the trade-offs that that, that it entails. And I think um, trade-offs is the key word when you're thinking about this. Right, 
Right, exactly. So there's, I, I want to acknowledge this because there's a tension here, right? It's like you can build a really, really fast experience by statically pre-rendering uh, a page and pushing it to the edge like, as close to the user as possible. And that's really great if, if that satisfies your needs as a merchant. But the merchants that we work with tell us that that's not sufficient. Like they want to be able to run, as I said, A-B tests and personalized pricing and all the rest. Now, is that possible to do on the client? Yes, but it turns out that you end up paying a lot of other costs. Like now you have a lot of JavaScript running on your client and you have to make round trips to fetch all that data, which delays rendering. And once again, you're back into this trade-off game, right? So we, we kind of took a step back and said, well, let's throw out all the base assumptions and figure out like, what, what is the right place? Where's the right architecture to start with? And what we landed on was, uh, based on experience with our merchants, is that you really have to start with fast server side rendering and then add caching capabilities on top. And if we want to do that with React, as many of our merchants have told us, what's missing? Like, do we have the right tools um, uh, or do we need to build new things? And we really quickly realized that some tools existed, some tools were science fiction, um, and we, we really need to make those true. So, for example, uh, if you've worked with React, um, every framework under the sun has to solve data loading in one way or another. And there's every framework comes up with a slightly different uh, way of doing that. The React team uh, published uh, an RFC um, late last year on the React server components, which really tries to address this problem and also talks about how to do efficient client-side um, state updates. So you don't have to reload the entire state or the entire page every time you navigate across. Uh, we also looked at, okay, great, if you adopt this pattern, what happens to the initial render, right? We know that initial render needs to be really fast. A lot of the existing tools um, that, that use server-side rendering end up blocking on data fetches. So for example, if you have like three queries in your server-side component, they all have to fetch data before anything is streamed to the client. And the, the actual buyer experience of that is you just get a very slow first initial render. Yeah, well, the initial, when push. I first try to load the, the page, whatever it may be, there's that waiting for server because it, it's rendering on their right. side and then ah, it shows up. So we're, we're trying to right. solve for that. Because you're blocked on waiting all the data, right? So, okay, great. Well, let, let's push the boundary on that and uh, figure out how to make efficient, non-blocking server-side streaming uh, working with React, right? So it's stacking all of these technologies together. That, that's the superpower of hydrogen and connecting it to Shopify in particular. So there's kind of three things, three big things at play. For the for to deliver the fast initial render, uh, we're enabling efficient server-side streaming. So server-side React rendering with streaming. Once that's hydrated on the client, uh, we're leaning into React server components, and we've been working with the React core team to really be like the first, if you will, guinea pig, and really push the boundaries of like you know you you publish the RFC. There's some sample code out there, but does it really work in production? Like we've been pushing the boundary on that with uh, with the React core team, uh, because we, we believe that this is actually foundational to delivering a really great uh, commerce experience. So React server components enable efficient updates once the page is hydrated. Um, and then finally, in order to power all of this, you, you need really fast access to the data, right? So when you're making the, these server-side requests, we can connect that to Shopify uh, and Shopify uh, APIs uh, to give you really fast fetches uh, on all of these things. 
And the last bit is we know that we're building for Shopify. So can we just give you a set of like well-designed batteries included optimized components so you don't have to think about how do I rebuild a cart in React for the nth time, right? Like we can give you a right baseline or how do I render variants in a way that makes sense? Like we can bake in a lot of those best practices into these components. And does that does not prevent you from designing your own, but it gives you a really solid baseline or at a minimum, uh, something to refer to, to say, you know, I can use this as a template or as a skeleton to build my own because I want to really innovate in this experience because my variant selection is some like really complicated thing that needs to reflect the complexity of my product. Which is one of the reasons, like real world is one of the reasons a, someone may hit the point where they say, hey, let's let's do this. Let's research headless or let's our website needs to be a progressive web app. Which it it sounds like this combination. What you have done here is, I mean, the headline should be Shopify now has native support for progressive web apps as an online store. Yeah, not, nothing stops you from um, making your React application a PWA, right? Like PWA is is kind of a catch-all for a lot of technologies. Yes. Um, but foundationally, it's like adding this service worker support to do more client client side. Uh, state um, and and fetching and all the rest like yeah absolutely you could do that and this is really important because as you said um, there are things like uh, push notifications for example right like you want to do push notifications via via uh, web uh, service workers required for that um, you can do that who's an ideal candidate for using this within you know, as far as uh, Shopify merchants go because it sounds like you've got uh, quite a lot of uh, experience uh, talking to and working with folks. What's uh, I know, what's kind of the some of the the indicators where you go? Eh, you should you should check this out. Like you might I got this thing called helium and oxygen. You may be interested in it. Yeah, so I, I think a baseline here is access to developers and an engineering team. Right. So you you you, re you really are peeling back the onion layers here and saying, look, I, I really want to own the technology piece of it. And I'm going to own it um, in a way where I'm going to define the components. I'm going to maintain them. I'm willing to work with React. And our answer to that is, that's great. And we can lower the cost of doing so. Today, the cost is very high because, as, as we said earlier, you, we just give you the GraphQL API and then kind of, okay, great, you're on your own now. Good luck with that. <laughs> uh, instead, we're saying, look, we gave you a hydrogen, we, we gave you this framework um, that comes with a lot of stuff pre baked that you don't have to solve. Like, you don't have to solve the plumbing of how do I deliver a fast first, uh, first render. Like, our team. Our F1 pit crew already worked on that for a while, and like we, we already did a bunch of work for you on that front. We also give you the uh, baseline of components. And then finally, uh, you don't have to own the production part of it, right? So we're lowering the cost. So I think that, I think this will actually change the addressable market, if you will, or like who, who will this, uh, this will appeal to, because right now the cost is prohibitively high. But at the same time, there's still a step function for many merchants where uh, they're non-technical. They may have hired a partner to do some customization work, but like they're not. They, maybe they're not at a level where they can afford to have an an engineer full time or like have a retainer for an agency for a full time. And I think that's one of the requirements uh, to enter into the space. And also beyond just like technology for technology's sake, 
right? Like I heard React is cool and I should build it for Serpent, but like, what does it actually unlock <laughs> for you? Because at the end of the day, we're still talking HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. Nothing stops you from doing really amazing customization on Liquid, right? To power all these things. Do you have to reinvent yourself in React to power many of these things? No, you don't. But it, it really comes down to kind of that nuanced discussion of what, what will it enable and what will be the ongoing cost for, for the merchant. So it, you know, in the past, if we wanted to build a custom storefront, it really it was quite the undertaking in which we're essentially replicating a lot of stuff that Shopify did on its own in the server that we're now responsible for. And now we have lowered that barrier to entry with hydrogen and oxygen because I'm no longer maintaining a, this production environment on my own. That's Oxygen takes care of that. It lives in Shopify. And you know, hydrogen... Uh, yeah, it, it, it's this React framework, but it's also, it has an a, a opinionated library of components that goes with it that says, hey, you don't have to reinvent all this functionality and then you know, try and make it work uh, over the API. We're, we're handing that to you. So we certainly, uh, you've made it more accessible, but then at the same time, it's not something you're jumping into unless you're really comfortable with these technologies. So I would suspect, you know, for folks, it's either I'm I have a, a I'm experiencing a painter problem technically, and I'm at uh, I'm in high revenue. I'm at the the far end of the uh, of the bell curve here for revenue. And all right, we could we could throw the resources at it, and we could build something custom that does what we want. Or I just happen to be in a space where. I, maybe I'm I'm really nerdy. Maybe I'm a uh, a competent developer and also a merchant. Maybe I'm a Kelly Vaughn type, and so I'm going to build this custom storefront on my own just just to flex my skills. I think those <laughs> that's probably the the lesser uh, smaller of those two audiences. I'm sure, but it sounds like that's kind of the sweet spot. I think so. In fact, for folks that watch Toby's demo at Unite, he has a segment where he talks about making development fun again, right? And he can underscores and emphasizes of like how important, like it seems like a superficial thing, but it is actually very important in our vision and thinking. So targeting that indie developer who just wants to like flex and have fun and then just be like, hey, I'd love to experiment with building a cool custom keyboard configurator. Like I can do that. And Shopify allows me to do that much more quickly. And I can actually get this published into production as opposed to having to hold the keys on how to, how to actually get this into production. Um, and that's part of the vision. So I, I don't want to underplay that fun and indie developer, but I think you're right also that uh, for many merchants that need to have engineering capacity will skew towards, well, you're a larger merchant or you have a larger GMV because that means you can actually support uh, hiring a developer or an agency. I do like that example I just used of, of the use case was, hey, we have a configurator. Well, a configurator is a notoriously difficult thing to build and manage, at least in, in my experience. Um, it's, just, it's, a com it's complex uh, is the issue. And it's one of those things where uh, if you want, you know, if you, if you were BMW and you wanted a vehicle configurator, you're just not going to have an out-of-the-box solution for that. And so this is like when you get to those really advanced use cases, that's when this suddenly becomes like, oh, well, maybe this is, this, 
no longer is complex. This is actually the easy way out for us. Um, but at the same time, there, there are, ex- well, we can't say headless anymore. There are existing custom storefront solutions, previously known as headless solutions, that uh, plug into Shopify, uh, like Shogun Frontend uh, is the one that's the top of mind for me. But there's several. How does this compare with some of those um, existing headless solutions? Yes, there's, that's a good question. There's quite a range. Um, it, it's hard to bucket them all into the same one. So, for example, even Shogun has a different um, offerings, right? There is the uh, page builder experience, which effectively leverages uh, the Shopify hosting by injecting its own loader script. So the way it works is you, you have this builder experience outside of the uh, storefront admin in Shopify where you can visually compose the page. But what it does under the hood is it... Uh, it loads some code into the template on Shopify, which then when the buyer comes to the store, pulls down like the context from Shogun and renders the page. And it works, um, it, it, it works fine, uh, but it leverages um, existing kind of liquid runtime, if you will, or like it bootstraps itself on top of that. But Shogun also has an, uh, a, a newer product, which is, okay, let's just go leverage the GraphQL API, and I guess that they are building their own stack and their own framework uh, to power that. So Shogun is just one example. There's, there's other page builders right, that allow you to create this code and, and sync it. And, and we see Hydrogen as hopefully a framework that these tools, A, can adopt, because instead of inventing their own, they can just take Hydrogen. It's, it's, gonna, it's an open source project. Uh, the code is out there. You can take it. And you can leverage these components. They, they shouldn't have to reinvent the wheel on carts, right? And, and product descriptions and, and, and variants and all those things. Hopefully we can work together to make a better baseline for all Shopify developers. And then on top of that, um, innovate on uh, what is the best visual composer experience and how does it integrate with all the third-party services that you want to build uh, and all the rest. And finally, there's the hosting piece. I, I think this is one of the big challenges for many merchants. Uh, some of the um, page builder uh, products out there provide hosting, uh, but maybe not as well as, uh, at least from our opinion, as they could be uh, in term be, because they don't have access to like low latency access to all the data that is required to power these dynamic experiences that, that we see the merchants uh, demanding and asking for. So, uh, it, I think it's that, it's that combination of uh, the framework itself and the hosting. And you really have to look at each vendor and kind of see wh- which, which part of the stack they're trying to address and what problem they're trying to solve. What I heard was when you said, hey, th- this is open source. This is uh, this framework anyone can use. So maybe these tools adopt it. I heard a rising tide lifts all ships, which is uh, f- fantastic news for everybody going forward. Um, but what I want to know is why are you excited about this? I've seen, I'm not, I have video here. I have seen Ilya light up talking about this. Why, what excites, why are you excited about it? What is so cool about this? Well, I, I think it's following the same mission uh, that Shopify has been on for uh, a decade plus, which is unlocking capabilities and lowering the cost uh, of running amazing commerce experiences on the web, right? And I'm, a, and I'm a full believer in that in order to empower the next generation of dynamic, 
custom bespoke experiences. Like you, you really need to give developers the best possible tools. We have to get away from, you have to reinvent the wheel and figure out hosting on your own and all the rest. And this speaks to the um, rising tide, right? What can we do as Shopify to build better frameworks, better tooling to allow developers uh, to build better experiences, right? I want a, I want a developer to wake up um, and, you know, if a merchant or a product uh, person at their company comes to them with a commerce-shaped problem, I want them to think, hey, I know, I'm going to reach for the Shopify toolkit because it makes me more productive, I can be up and running very quickly, and I know that it will scale. So that's that's the part that uh, excites me and um in particular, working with, with a lot of our merchants who are kind of at this transition stage or are really thinking about how do I innovate in this new world of personalized commerce, um, I think there's a lot of potential for hydrogen and oxygen together to, to really lower the barrier and, and take it from you know maybe dozens or hundreds of merchants who have been able to succeed at that scale to um, thousands and hopefully even millions in the future. I love it. I mean, you... You succeeded in getting me excited about it, so I I hope I hope other people understand and appreciate it because it really it uh, I think we're going to see some ultimately I think we're going to see some really cool storefronts experiences um, it, it, product pages and features built uh, in the near future with this stuff because it it's available now isn't it tell me uh, I want to play with it where do I start how do I get access to this. So you can navigate to shopify.dev and then you'll see a couple of callouts. We also have a, a couple of blog posts coming out, which will dive a little bit deeper into many of the topics that we covered today uh, into behind the scenes of why did we build it and how we're building it. So the docs are there. Um, also, this is a developer preview. And really what we're looking for is feedback from developers on does this feel right? Does the shape of the API feel right? Um, we are introducing new concepts. Uh, things like React server components are new even to a seasoned React developer. And this is probably your first opportunity to really kick the tires on this thing and, and feel and get, get a feel for like, does, does this thing work? Does it feel right? Um, so our plan and, and hope is to take the next couple of months to rapidly iterate on feedback as it comes in, right? So we've tried to make it very simple to spin up a very quick kind of local host ephemeral experience where you can start hacking very quickly and get a visual uh, display of, of what you're working on. Uh, we have a, a stack blitz powered uh, web workflow where you can just click on a link and you're dropped into an IDE experience where you can start hacking. So hopefully folks will, hopefully that will entice folks to just kind of take it out for a spin. And then come 2022, uh, we're hoping to see real production stores powered by hy hydrogen and oxygen running in production. I have faith. I think we'll get there. Ilya Grigoric, Principal Engineer at Shopify, thank you so much for joining me. And if you're listening and interested, check out shopify.dev. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks for having me.